Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Monday, August 24th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. How the pandemic is making California wildfires worse. Plus, an exclusive poll shows Americans agree on who should get a COVID vaccine once we have it. But first, today's one big thing. A preview of the Republican National Convention. The RNC begins tonight. As for what to expect, Axios's Jonathan Swan wrote, think of this less like a political convention and more like a reality TV show. And President Trump plans to feature himself every night, a highly unusual move for a nominee. The other thing that he's doing that's very unusual and many say improper is he's going to be leveraging the powers of the presidency and the setting of the White House for the convention. He wanted a live audience, which he's now going to get on the White House's South Lawn when he gives his speech from a grand stage there. I I think this is pretty vivid, the way one of his aides put it. They said, think of each night like an episode, and what would an episode be without an appearance from the star? When he gave his State of the Union speech earlier this year, President Trump told aides that his favorite moment from the speech was when it was this sort of reality TV stunt. And Rush, in recognition of all that you have done for our nation, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I'm told there's going to be moments like that this week, though I don't know what they will consist of. So who are we definitely expecting to hear from this week then? Well, you're going to hear from the McCloskeys. That's the St. Louis couple infamous for brandishing their guns at Black Lives Matter protesters. Uh, You're going to hear from Nick Sandman. He's the Covington teen who has sued a host of media outlets and, and settled with CNN and the Washington Post. So you can see that they're fully embracing the culture wars. You're going to hear from all of Trump's adult children, including Tiffany. And I'm told that Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will be addressing the convention from an undisclosed location in Jerusalem, according to a source familiar with his plans. Jonathan, how else do you think this will be different from what we saw last week with the DNC? This will be 180 degrees different. The themes are going to be different. Law and order cancel culture, an economic comeback. In one respect, though, there will be a similar message. Both sides are painting this election in existential terms. The idea being that if the other side wins, the country, your lives are at stake. You're going to see rhetoric like that and and probably much more incendiary. They're going to portray Donald Trump as the last barrier between civilization and anarchy and violence in the streets. What we're watching for this week are President Trump's made-for-TV moments that will push the Republicans' law and order platform. Jonathan Swan is a reporter for Axios. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the worsening wildfire crisis in California. 
the SCU Lightning Complex fires burning in five counties. It is now burning 340,000 acres. More than 1.3 million acres throughout the state have burned just this month alone. That's four times the amount compared to all of last year. Miranda Green is a freelance journalist who covers energy and the environment on the West Coast. She's based in L.A. where she's joining us from now. Hey, Miranda, thanks for being here with us. Hi, thanks for having me. Miranda, I think the scope of this might be hard for people to imagine. Like when we say more than a million acres burned, is there a better way to grasp what's happening right now? Basically, the landmass about the state of Rhode Island is burning right now in California. What we're seeing this time is just dozens of little fires that have started many just in the past week. We had the hottest heat wave in California's history since 1913. And then what happened is the dry air and the overwhelming heat created a lot of dry lightning strikes across the state, which then in turn created a lot of fires in small areas. And has the pandemic made this worse? It has kept the state from really truly preparing for fire season in the way that it normally does. The U.S. Forest Service suspended a lot of its brush clearing earlier in the year, but also a lot of the humans that we need to help fight these fires are not being involved. One of the biggest resources for forest fire fighting in California is actually the state's inmate population. Over a third of the firefighters are inmates and COVID-19 dramatically hit prisons across the state this year. They're not relying on the firefighters in the same way that they normally would, either because prisoners became too sick or because they were actually released in early release programs here. As someone who covers this and as someone who lives on the West Coast, what do you want people to know about this? There have been over 100,000 people who have been evacuated at this point and a handful who have lost their lives in Northern California, dozens of structures that have been burned too. But I, I think the conversation on the ground here is it is personal. This isn't something that's just happening in theory or happening far away. And it's something that is happening over and over again. And it is very terrifying to the people who have to deal with it. Miranda Green is a freelance energy and environmental journalist based in L.A. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations in our newsroom. Whenever the first vaccine for COVID-19 comes, there won't be enough to go around. That's why this new Harris poll shared exclusively with Axios is so interesting. Axios' healthcare editor, Sam Baker, is here with the details. Yeah, so there's two findings. If the U.S. develops a vaccine first, most Americans think the U.S. should get first crack at it, that we shouldn't share it with other countries. The poll also asked, how should we distribute it? And the overwhelming majority of Americans are on board with prioritizing it. Healthcare workers, the elderly, people with compromised immune systems, prioritizing people based on their risk. Sam, there was also news yesterday that the FDA authorized the use of another treatment for COVID-19. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, the way the treatment works is you take the blood plasma of people who have recovered from COVID-19 that could help provide immunity to the virus. That's been used as a treatment in the past, but it really hasn't been studied thoroughly in the COVID-19 context. So there are a lot of critics out there who believe that the FDA is sort of bowing to political pressure from President Trump. And is there any concern about how that might play into what people think about the approval process for a vaccine? Yeah, there is a concern that this administration will try to lean on career scientists to get something out the door 
that may not quite be ready. And obviously that would be enormously risky to the health and safety of potentially millions of Americans if that actually happened. Sam Baker is Exus's healthcare editor. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Before we go today, here's a much-needed moment of pure joy. At least that's how the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. referred to its latest edition. That's the sound of the zoo's newest baby panda. The cub was born on Friday evening to giant panda Meishong. Female pandas are only able to become pregnant 24 to 72 hours each year. Meishong has given birth to three other cubs at the zoo who survived. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you.